Hey everybody, in this episode of the Designated Survivor After Show, we're breaking down Season 1, Episode 16, Party Lines. Tom tries his hand at the Washington game. <laughs> the game? Game? Sure. Christine, how does he do? Uh, he did okay. Alright, let's find out. Win. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin! Guys, I'm going to take credit for that messed up intro. I was just giving them a lot of grief, making some crazy faces over here. You know the movie Anchorman where they try to mess her up? Yeah, that's what I was doing over here. This was Mike in the corner. <laughs> it's just shenanigans here at the Designated Survivor who After Show. Who doesn't love live TV? There's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. <laughs> nothing Welcome, everybody. Like We're breaking down every episode of Designated Survivor airing on ABC this season. I'm one of your hosts, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter at, and Instagram. Why not do that, too? At Happy Go Jackie. <laughs> What's up, guys? I'm your host, Christine Alexis. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Christine Bean. Hey, you guys. How are we doing on this Wednesday evening? Thank you for everyone joining us. I know there's a lot of people on the East Coast. I know I remember someone from, like, South Africa last time. Thank you guys all for joining us you can join me on twitter on instagram at the only mc to talk we'll go through some shenanigans just like we did tonight all throughout the week hey guys i'm renee ariel and you can follow me on instagram and on twitter at renee ariel and as always folks you can give us those five stars on itunes like us on facebook subscribe to the youtube channel and of course michael's got his ipad here which means the chat is up and running so Feel free to ch- chime in, share your thoughts about the ep- season we in got, general or this episode in particular. We got a full house tonight. I Everyone is it. back. Here's the thing. They get here like three or four or five minutes early before we even start the show, which is awesome. They already get the conversation started. It's amazing. Now, we've got, as always, the business up, up front. One is to first shame Renee because she's just eating some meatballs out of a cup. It's um, <clears throat> it's soup. Oh, is it? Okay. I can see the leaves <laughs> from soup. here, like yeah. around the cup. I did a yes, quick uh, teeth that. check to make sure I didn't have any um, uh, spinach in my teeth. I don't. And uh, she decided to bring cookies for some reason. I know what you're thinking. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so sick of seeing Oreos. Why not switch it up with some vegan chocolate chip cookies? Here's no, the thing. No, that's not what I was thinking. <laughs> I'm sure it was. <laughs> don't, don't, it's okay. Mm. Anyways, here's no. the thing. Like, what a bummer. Christine, I don't want to kill her. She's allergic to peanuts. And apparently there's, like, almond extract in here. But lucky for you guys, you can try the cookies I'm, that I baked. I, it's a vanilla extract, and I am also uh, no. <laughs> not tolerant. It was almond extract? Here, try one. Here you go. Extract. It was almond. It was almond extract. So you can that have my I am cookie. Also, no. not no, able no, 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 no. to digest. Here you go. Thank you. Damn. Ivan says Damn. vegan gross. Here you go. Take one. I'll steal a little. No, 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 no. Okay, you know what? Be a man. Oh my gosh. Wow, that's how you do this. Go for it. Mm. <laughs> that tastes like cardboard or not? It's too banana-y. What, what is this, a but banana cookie? there's no cookie? banana in it. I looked it up. I, that's the thought I had. I was like, this tastes like banana mm. bread with chocolate chips, which it is smells like it pleasant. too. It's not terrible. I will no. give you that. But ha. it doesn't taste like a cookie. If I want a cookie, I'm not going to have that. What does it taste like? You just have banana bread. Yeah, it has Didn't like banana bread cookie. Mm. Oh, my goodness. I, I will be uh, honest. It is better than I thought it was going to be. Same. For sure. Good. But... Still, it holds a, a distant candle mm. to what like we really come up for. Mm. <laughs> <Interesting>. <laughs> Burn. Uh. A new Oreo to add to the mix tonight. Christine, what do we have? Up on the menu, we have mint cream Oreos. Mint. So, nice little mint chocolate action going on. Um, I, it says that on the package. Mint chocolate action going on. <laughs> <laughs> Nabisco took that one from me. Um, <laughs> I have uh, low expectations for this one, I'll be honest. What? I'm not really into Didn't like mint chocolate Didn't someone say it was good on shit. Twitter? 
Someone did say that, but I don't yeah. like minty chocolate. Chocolate, they, like I don't do like the York peppermint patty no, or none of that stuff. Gross. Like junior mints. No. What? Yeah. I'm, you know. Yeah, I don't like that. They're either. peppermint. They're chocolate. They're delicious. Yeah. <laughs> see, mix them with chocolate. Go ahead. All right. Anyone sign? No mint sign gum is great, no. but don't put chocolate on it. Yeah, I Here like those go. flavors separate. Mint is usually for me to like get rid of whatever flavor was there. Before. Exactly. Like Not... I don't like mint chip ice cream oh. or anything. Ooh, they're a little green for my liking. The package makes them look Why are really you surprised? like. Did you think whitish? they were gonna be periwinkle? Or well, something? no. The, the package makes them look pretty white. Okay, <laughs> they, grab one. What are you? Grab one. Hold on a second. This Grab, does not make it look like. Come on, stop it. Grab one. They're, Ooh, they're why like are double stuff. They're double stuff. This is awesome. Oh my god, I didn't know that. Uh, okay, yeah, are you best kidding me? Ever? Just... Our engineer bailed tonight. He's not trying with us. Just calling you out. What a yeah, hater, what's going Josh. On, Josh. Wow. All right, here we go. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, yes, you can really smell the mint on that. I can't reach mm. you guys. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Okay. I'm a fan. Right away. Oh, no. I'm a fan. It tastes, I forget, uh, like a... <laughs> mm. uh, all you need to do is just to get together a montage of Renee's faces, <laughs> taking the bites of everything that's not just a standard Oreo. I just see her just like... Mm. End of the season. I think we got to wrap that one up. <laughs> mm. Oh, that's so bad. Mm. Not bad at all. Um, it's not bad, but it's not my not something I would pick I'm ever. Oh my goodness. All right, it's my weekly time to tell us that uh, we need to start getting into the chat because there's a lot of discussion. All right. okay. um, I'm putting this real quick at the bottom. Anybody? Solid. I'm, I'm middle of the road. Middle? Mm-hmm. Oh, better than the sweetest fish ones. Well, we don't know that yet. We had, we, we had peeps. We tried, oh, the peeps. That's yes. what I meant. Sweet. You say, I want to try the sweetest fish ones. Yeah, I'm down for that. All right, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Go for it. Uh, this time we get to see some uh, some some politicking here by Kirkman and crew. A lot of politicking. Um, yes, we've got a gun bill to pass, even though it's not the greatest bill ever. The idea is at least to get it through the Senate, and then in the House work on the language of it to get sure that it gets passed, and so it's a better structured bill. But basically, this is Bowman's chance to try to make Tom look like a lame mm-hmm. duck president. It was interesting because the it seemed like he, so Bowman brought it up specifically to fail. He wasn't voting for it, which I guess took me a couple. Minutes to be like, okay, he's the one who introduced this bill to to vote against it, to fail it. Uh, and one second, I kind of got my head around that. But a lot of politics, mm-hmm. uh, and that I guess is, is the you know one of the big topics. Too much politics in this show. Not not as far as the action politics scale, lots of politics, not a lot of action. Today was the perfect balance, in my opinion. I really I thought it was suspenseful with Hannah and Atwood. I really liked the politics. Um, part of it I, I really enjoyed this whole episode that you were caught in suspense even with mm-hmm. that like is it going to get passed I thought this episode was so good I really liked it I was like very into it I don't know I felt like last week's had a little bit better of the balance of the, the politics and action it had a little bit more action to kind of balance it out this one I felt like it didn't quite have as much I'm going to agree with you on that only because um, I thought we would have had more developments with Hannah and um, Jason I mean they did uncover um that underground, uh, what are they? What, a, it's a bunker. A, bu- a bunker. There yep. you go. Um, that facility. Um, Military and, silo. Yeah. yeah, and they discovered all the, the bombs, that the same bombs that were used at the Capitol. So that was like, okay, but still, like, not enough action there. But the political side was pretty riveting. I'll say that. And I will say that I was right in my prediction that um, Bowman would be around for more than just one episode. Oh, yeah. We're, we're both right about mm-hmm. that. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I know we looked on IMDb, uh, but like for real, like he's definitely yeah. in the storyline. You know, one of my biggest one of my biggest uh, critiques throughout the show has always been that it's too fake and not real enough. And I thought this episode, I'm agreeing with Renee. For once, I'm shaking my head at that. No, I'm just kidding. It's realistic. Is that I enjoy the authenticity. Okay. And the actual, this is what would be happening with politics. And it's nice, you know, there's a lot of storylines going on about mm-hmm. the conspiracy, but it's still Washington. The government mm-hmm. still needs to run. It was good. I thought it was a great uh, uh, way to put some people in some good light. Hook Stratton, I thought, looked very good. Yeah. Aaron Shore, I thought, looked very good. He is good, by the way. Not a bad guy. Still stand by that. And obviously Kirkman played up really well. Hannah Wells played up really well. I think this was a big win episode. I completely agree. I honestly think this episode shows that the that this television show is getting its like flow. Mm-hmm. Like I finally mm-hmm. feel like it knows the right balance. Here's the thing. Yes, there wasn't action per se or as much action however the point of like having an action scene is to get you like super into it and invested in like in suspense and whatever that happened in this episode without there being so much action there didn't need to be a bomb going off there didn't need to be a gunfight like it was literally just like wondering what's going to happen next the whole episode like there wasn't one moment i was bored or anything or felt that they were spending too much time on one storyline like they balanced it really well and there wasn't a point that i that something else was like um overshadowing like a certain plot like mm-hmm. everything was perfectly balanced and that is, that is exactly the way that Red Hood 27 says perfect balance question mark other people um, kind of all over the spectrum Ivan said that it's too much politics and then uh, Benali P said that I like the more politics so certainly you know a wide spectrum also someone finally recognized this where are you I think it's Steven, Steve Feinstein who says those Girl Scout those are the Girl Scout Thin Mint flavor that's why it's so good. It tastes like a Girl Scout Thin Mint. Why does it I say that? I don't even think I like those. I feel like that. <laughs> Where does it say that? <laughs> Can no longer be on this panel with the oh, woman yeah. to my right. <laughs> Goodbye, Michael Klaus. That was it. Oh, no. I'm surprised he didn't just, like, kick my chair over. Like, <laughs> next thing you know, you're going to be... We jettisoned out the door. <laughs> I felt these do not remind me of the Thin Mints. I don't... They, they're a little yeah. bit too too minty for my taste. Mm. I don't know. Uh, so, uh, we start off, though, the episode. There is a question about all those bombs we do find uh, down in the silo. Uh, because Mike and Hannah talk, uh, Hannah's filling him all in and showing him all those threat assessments from those three other landmarks. And the idea is that the thought is is this something from the past that they abandoned and focus on the capital? Or are these three future plans? And I think by the end of the episode, we have an idea that this is definitely future plans. Oh, yeah. You think? Yeah, absolutely. You know, that was the, the overwhelming theme. Yeah, they got they got more bombs. I mean, if you're gonna have all those bombs, you may as well use them. We did you expect they kind of introduced of you know where would they get all these plans from? Did you expect that to be uncovered this episode? I did. I thought we were. I mean, not necessarily where like for sure for sure where they got it from, but just a little more info on that. Like just finding the other bombs didn't was like kind of anticlimactic for me because I I personally already assumed that those were schematics for things that were going to happen. Mm-hmm. I assumed that they would find more evidence towards that, but like I I'm still waiting for us to find the inception of where all of this is coming from. Like mm-hmm. still but being dragged out. Like I just need a little bit more. A little bit. For me I thought it was a perfect reveal because now they know where these bombs are being kept and they can do something about it. Like this is the first time we have a lead um to like be on be two steps ahead of these people. However, 
Did you guys think when the camera was kind of like moving at that one point when they were walking that it was they were trying to show like someone watching them or do you think there was yeah, just, I thought somebody I, was there. I, I expected tell. there to be. I mean, with all the cameras that they've shown in past episodes watching the houses mm-hmm. and everywhere else. Yeah. That is my biggest thought of who knows that they're there. Are they trying to monitor? You know, we're talking about are they one step ahead now that they know about these bombs? Will they be able to seize them? Will they get caught? I think it's too easy that they just seize all the bombs. So there has to be something, I think, at the beginning of next episode where they get caught. Or do you imagine that they they run back to try to at least get uh, in touch, and they can't get a signal from out there in the middle (gasps) of the field, so they go back to at least some kind of uh, local uh, area where they can get better reception? By the time they get back, everything's gone. It's like, That would so happen. I don't know that they would be mad. They could mobilize all of that, but I think there would for sure be a trap waiting for them there. It wouldn't just be that easy. But I, I do agree with you, Christine. I was hoping that at least another person would pop up as a subject of interest. Yes. That we feel like, okay, we this person could give us more information if we can capture them and not kill them. Yeah, <laughs> we're still missing, like, mm-hmm. after, um, what was her name that they shot last week? Um, Brooke. Brooke, Brooke yes. yeah. Once she was out of the picture, I'm like, okay, we have nothing. Like, we don't have a person to tie this to at all. So I'm still waiting for that character to come in. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's probably next week we'll probably see a little bit more about that. However, how cool was it that we were caught in suspense thinking that someone would be there and then it's they true. weren't? It's the perfect it's true. tease. I, you know what? We're we're pretty split yeah. on this. <laughs> no, that's I, I, I cool and everything. I'm just so <laughs> surprised to see you so like enthralled this week. You're like I really team designated survivor. I love yeah, it. I, I feel like if this is like <laughs> you, your area that you're, I mean, you've, you're betting your whole movement on the idea that you're going to have all these munitions buried underneath there. Wouldn't you have some real people there on security detail watching that place? Yeah, but why would they be shown? See, that's why I think it's going to be revealed. That's, they're letting them go all the way underground. They, ha- they haven't made it out yet. That's my thought. Is, that is I, true. I feel like there's something that we're not shown that's going to be like the start of next week's episode. Again, there has all these cameras. Yeah, guys, like there's they no haven't way. left. They, they yeah. did that on purpose. They're still down there. And it got creepier and creepier as the shots progressed. Like, yeah. uh, they did such a good job le- leading up to next week. I'm t- I- I- thrilled. Thrilled. Yeah. Huge fan. Huge Steve, fan. Steve Feinstein <laughs> in the chat says, Blowing up Congress makes sense to me. It destroyed the government. Blowing up infrastructure is terrorism. What's the point of that? Well, I think the, the point is terrorism. And still just, you know, just, shaking. It's like what happened after 9-11. You know, the whole feeling of the country is shaken. The security is shaken. And that impacts the way people live their lives. I mean, that's huge. It impacts stocks. It impacts just general livelihood for sure especially when you know the government's finally starting to get back on its feet maybe they're just timing this to come right before maybe the gun bill gets passed through the house or before something really major happens that serves their best interest whoever's behind it all because we still don't know like you said like is it terrorism are they trying to make a political statement is there something to be gained from what they're trying to do here like that's still not really clear well 16 episodes in are you folks still happy with how little we know of the conspiracy would you want to see a more conspiracy-focused episode? So Crazy can, that we're yes. 16 episodes in. Yes. I still want to that. To understand what their motivations yeah. are. Even if, yes. the, even if the good guys don't know, at least the audience knows what's going on. Yeah, but yeah. I think at this point I've accepted that it's going to go slow. Where like my, I guess my expectations are, are not as high as they used to be, and maybe that's why I'm feeling a little better about this. But here's the thing. If you guys have seen 13 Reasons Why on Netflix, people say that it's a slow show because the whole time you're waiting for to find out why the main character's on the tape. And it takes time. But what you have to realize is it's not... The show isn't just about why he's on the tape. It's about 
many of the storylines. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if we get very focused on the conspiracy, it will feel like a slow show. But now that we're getting into, again, the, like the flow of things, I'm fine with it being slow. I think there will be an episode, probably the season finale, where it's very focused on the conspiracy. Mm-hmm. But right now they're trying to keep the audience engaged and, and uh, having us commit more to like these characters and their, their storylines. And, and that's char- what, they're doing a great job, I think. Remember the middle third was character development. Of what yeah, and, and you wanted to do. I totally agree with that, and I I do think it is critical for this show to keep its viewers to have us have that connection to the characters, especially leading into season two. If we're not getting the action that we need, <laughs> but I, <laughs> I I'm just frustrated with the pace because we are 16 episodes in, and we're now starting to feel comfortable. I mean, we're gonna get towards the end soon. Like we're gonna need something to ramp up real quick before the end. At least for me to still feel like okay, I have something to gain from watching this or, you know. Okay, so imagine in, in the ideal world that this series runs at least five seasons. How many seasons mm-hmm. do you think that this conspiracy yeah. would run along? Mm-hmm. They can't do more than two, like, with the same conspiracy. But the same thing, the thing that we're doing right now, well, how, many, how many seasons would you think? Pretty Little Liars did six seasons with A, so. <laughs> I didn't go there. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Listen, I was A. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Do you feel like we would have to pull like something like an alias where you kind of reveal one thing, but then that leads to more? Here's a, a if it's if it's a international conspiracy trying to affect the U.S. I mean, you could go on for years. I mean, because then you're you're not just fighting it here at home; you're fighting it internationally. Right. Yeah. Do you think that it's something that is international or? Oh, I believe oh. so. Absolutely. I feel that it's when yeah. we're going to get the initial like the big reveal. It's going to just reveal that there's so much more to uncover or focus mm-hmm. on for the next seasons. Like we're going to get our big reveal that explains so much, but then they're going to it's going to be like. But are we're you going to care? Pond, it's going to be in the ocean. I think so because I'm starting to get more and more invested in the show. I I, I honestly think it's it is getting better, and they are figuring out what they want to do with it. With like the next season, and all like I can, I'm excited because I don't know what's going to happen next, but I'm excited to see what's going to happen like next week, and that's kind of all that matters. I mean, so ideally, this could be he could be a two term president. Uh, so that's you're looking at eight seasons. Yeah. yeah. So would you want this conspiracy Although to run even, eight even, seasons? Even more because technically he hasn't been elected. You can be elected to two terms, and since he wasn't officially elected, we have to wait until the next. So it could be ten seasons. So, so okay, so imagine, imagine, imagine well, that ten seasons. I mean, yeah. you can't keep a conspiracy no, going No, for no, 10 no, seasons. no. I don't think so. But uh, I think, you know, I in agreement, again, wow, is this, this is, weird. is there something in these Oreos? <laughs> what is this? What's going on? Um, that, you know, if they can put a person as the vice president, they can have people spread out all over in various forms of government and power, and I think that really can carry the storyline. Yeah, 100%. Like, someone else could easily become president next season. Tom Kirkman could, well, not next season, probably in a few seasons. Tom Kirkman could still be working in the White House somehow, and the storyline could continue because maybe that president's bad. Like, you just never know. Mm-hmm. And, and I like that. I, here's the thing. Desperate Housewives went on for how many seasons? And that show was great because every season was a new mystery mm-hmm. I think they could easily do it with designated survivors mm-hmm. somehow it doesn't have to be as big as this season but kind of shows learn as they go and I, I could definitely see the show lasting for a while Benali says four to six seasons Michael Martinez says at this rate three seasons I have to agree no but here's the thing no show goes into it and says oh well this is a big conspiracy let's do three seasons no, no well, yeah, I mean no. I mean sh- how many seasons did 24 go on eight, eight? 
Yeah. Eight. But they also did a thing like where every season was its own kind of thing with, you know, as it got a little later on, it had little touches. Arguably, it got kind of crappy yeah. some of the later seasons, but I, yeah, it could go that route. I mean, it would be like Jack Bauer 2.0, just in a suit and tackling different things if we're going to go that route. Oh my goodness, yeah. Or you, so go to, good uh, you go to the X-Files where they you, just honey. went for 10 huh. seasons and it never really wrapped up to a satisfying conclusion. I feel like that's the toughest part with the conspiracies to know when to hit that sweet spot of wrapping it up where you've teased the audience enough but you haven't exhausted them. And like that's that. and hopefully the writers will be maybe, able to do that. Maybe you're right. Maybe they are going in the better direction in terms of character development throughout the rest of the season because I feel like I personally need to care more about them before I like to keep my interest going forward and needing more of the action like I don't know. Like it's it's been good. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to like totally crap on this episode. Um they are getting better, but I just I just want more. All right. I think uh, that we've had a great discussion this yeah. episode. Wow, look at us. So nice. uh, hopping over, we talked a little bit about the conspiracy side of it. Let's talk a bit more about the politics side of it, because I know Michael Klaus mm-hmm. is ready to uh, start uh, you know, getting on his little soapbox, talking about... <laughs> no, <I'm just> like, <laughs> 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 yeah, he was fuming right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically, Tom starts the episode by getting in front of the press, and they're talking a little bit about the, uh, the bill. And he has to walk that fine line by saying, I, you know, the bill is... I agree with the bill, but not necessarily the language. And he, at mm-hmm. least he's up front with the press about that. He's like, yeah, we, we definitely need to work on the language of this. Mm-hmm. And I just like the issue of Bowman the whole time, just like scrutinizing on the I TV, watching him Bowman. say that. Oh, my God. It's Jane interesting that they just me. chose, like, Montana. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, of all states of that, I don't want to say don't matter, but are not, like, high in politics. Because they're, it's not a swing state. You know, it's not a state that you have, you know, how many presidents have there been from Montana? Or, like, Speaker of the House or, like, anyone large and in charge you think you don't think from those uh, from that part of the country i don't mean that in a bad way i'm just saying that's interesting that they chose montana yeah that's right and you definitely see like as everybody keeps reminding us in these past couple episodes about how he's really trying to fast track his career by you know stepping aside as governor so he can be elected right to the senate and mainly in you're just talking about again fast track i think a better way to describe it is that there's just not enough people in montana to have have a huge base he has no support. He really. has no He's like, trying to make his own like. Yeah, where if name. you're from, you know, the East Coast or New York, oh, you can get New York City behind you. You can get big press. You know, what's the big press in Montana? There's not. So I find that very interesting that they really have chosen him to be that guy. Well, I think the Billings Gazette would be really mad to hear you say that. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The there Billings you. Gazette. That's right. <laughs> is that real? Oh, I bet there is. No, yeah, I'm sure. I know there's Billings in Montana. There's I don't Billings, know, Montana. It's not like that's a good name for a paper. <laughs> it sounds real local. <laughs> Either the Tribune or the Herald. Which one is it? Uh, but uh, I feel like the unsung hero of this episode, uh, the one that gets a lot of, uh, finally after being kind of th- made to look like a like kind of foolish last episode, was Alex. She really came through in a lot of moments here and really saved the day by the end of the episode. And she enjoys the position that she's in now, as she said. She's you know, changing a lot as yeah. First Lady. I think she's understanding all the nuances that come with this new position and learning how to handle herself well. I think they kind of set it up in that scene where, you know, she and Bowman cross paths that it would, I, at least it came off to me like maybe she said something wrong. Like just but by the way they had the camera and the look on his face. Like he kind of gave her that look when she was walking away like, all right, we'll see. But it turned out that it worked in their favor. Well, yeah, even Emily was freaking out about that. When yeah, they, when I, Seth I thought and Emily it was were talking. Bad. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, watching the scene though, like, yes, they gave you, I would say, like vibes that that's not okay. But I thought nothing wrong of it. I thought she handled herself really well in that situation. No, I like seeing her standing up to Bowman, and she was just uh, really uh, poised and elegant mm-hmm. right there during that scene. Just As like, per usual. <laughs> yeah, it's flawless. The, obviously, it's, it's the question, you know, of. 
politics and it's it's good and it's bad because on one hand it's like oh my goodness really can we not agree on something can we not all come together and is this you know common sense but on the other part it's sad but true in that you know they're talking about oh i'm from this place and my people elected me and how will that look in the midterms and then what they mean by that is how will how will that be played in commercials totally swayed opinionated of oh mm-hmm. my goodness can you believe what this guy did like so and so voted on this it, yeah blah, and blah, blah. it's real I, I mean and i see this all the time and sometimes when we have a lot of gridlock in washington that's the way it's supposed to be it's not supposed to be easy to pass a bill you know there's there's things in place because you know, it's not supposed to be easy. You're not supposed to have anything pass. Only the best things are supposed to pass. Now, granted, sometimes does that, you know, go the other way and there's too much gridlock. We can't get anything passed. Yes. But you are representing the people who voted you in your district. And if that's what those people want, that you're literally just a talking head to do that. So it, it is a catch-22. I see both sides. I'm glad, uh, obviously, that they passed this and now we're able to work on it in the in the House. I think it was a educational lesson for a lot of people of how bills work where you can pass it in one and kind of revamp it in another and then it will go back to the senate Mm -hmm. and that's how a bill works i think that's very educational for people no that's uh that's true and there's nobody like mitch mcconnell in this universe to uh (laughs) you know change the rules and just you know blow everything up (laughs) uh so now we also have uh we can figure out the dynamic of the hookstrat and aaron relationship as well too so i mean now that he came on how do you guys enjoy that dynamic I enjoyed it. I like it. It's not. I mean, it's nothing special yet to me. Like I, it was. It was nice seeing them communicate and how they. I guess learning what their dynamic is because we've seen them in mm-hmm. scenes together. But now he's working for her. I will say, I don't believe that Kimball is bad in any way anymore. Mm-hmm. And I will be upset if the show makes her out to be some sort of bad guy because that I feel will be bad girl. Bad girl. I'm sorry, Michael. Um, because I feel like that would just be, like, overdone. Like, we get it. We thought she was bad in the beginning. Now we don't think she's bad. I'm happy that we kind of... Mm-hmm. We see she does... She, she's When it comes down to it, it's it's politics. And yeah. she she's going to do what's best for her. And that I'm fine with. That's what I know Kimball to be. And I'm, I'm glad that we learned that in this episode. And I just hope that they don't change that. Because I'm happy with that choice. Well, what I liked about that is uh, having Aaron, who knows Tom so well... When Tom's doing that speech with the press and he's saying, you know what I'm going to do, I want to work with Republicans, Democrats, independents to, uh, you know, work with uh, the language of this this bill. And it cuts to Stratton. She goes, nobody reached out to me. And Aaron says, this is him doing that right now. Yeah. He's reaching out to you. I was going to bring that up. Of, Do you think he will be kind of that uh, connector between the two? For sure. Through, I, through, you know, by way of Emily as well. Like they're going to kind of bridge that gap a little bit. Yeah, I think especially as Kimball and him grow closer, she'll trust him more. When he's trusting Tom, he'll, uh, she'll trust him, and therefore things will be easier. But, like you said, we'd, we've known her character to be to really look out for herself, and I think we got mm-hmm. a hint of that in her last conversation with Aaron. In this, well, not her last conversation, but before, um, she said a line, something about, like, I won't be tied to a sitting duck. Like, at the end of the day, she wants to do everything that she can to you know work together but if things align that are in her best interest she's gonna go that route yeah but at the same time she wasn't being like um vicious about it because what she was saying that if this bill bill doesn't get passed they're not going to be like well we lost let's try again like she's not going to to be the like the on the losing side she's just going to be quiet about it and forget about it so she still looks good so it it didn't even seem like malicious malicious in any way or 
hinting that she's bad, which I liked. It was honestly yeah. hinting that this this is who she is. She's in it for her, herself, and she mm-hmm. will do what's right. No, I agree with you. But at the end of the day, she's not going to, like, throw herself under the bus. Yeah, a lot of people in the live chat saying that she's a political enemy, but not a real enemy. Uh, yeah. More frenemy, to use that term. Uh, uh, Michael Martinez says Kimball is a snake in the grass. Hmm. Um, I hope not. Super Mario Nintendo <laughs> says every time Kimball talks to Kirkman, it feels like she is conspiring. Uh, and something that I actually just posted in the live chat is, you know, Aaron and Emily seem to be clicking now. We're talking about that relationship working well. Do you think that's something that could backfire? Or do you think, where do you see that relationship that maybe seems to be coming back together? Where do you see that going? I see it happening that eventually Hook Stratton's going to get the VP spot, Aaron's chief of staff. And so then he and Emily are going to have to be working as chief of staffs with their respective people and interacting mm. during the course of the White House and we'll see what kind of happens Steamy. there. Mm. I can see that. As for the snake comment, I don't know. I felt I felt that everything she was saying was pretty genuine. When she said to him, like, I no, it's because I think this is the right thing. I believe her because thus far she's been pretty honest. She hasn't been really lying. She's pretty upfront. I mean sometimes she knows how to like talk the talk in a certain way. But she's as far as we've known her, she hasn't been dishonest or, or faking it for, for any reason. She, the time she has, like, been kind of mean to Tom in a sense or, like, showing that she wants to stab him in the back, it's right to Tom's face. It wasn't, like, a secret. The I love what you brought up about, you know, them, the storyline of them now, the working together and being president and vice president. And although yeah. the one thing I will say, I literally just thought of this, is that that would mean that Hook Stratton has to wait possibly eight to ten years to be president and if she really wants that presidency she knows that if she's his vp mm-hmm. that she's his vp for up to eight years true i mean i guess the point is, I, I, it depends on is she now putting her political pursuits Aside. over the idea of like is she putting country ahead of party in fact country ahead of her own political aspirations i don't know yet so in short in the short term yeah but long term that's a big decision oh that's for sure I, but, but I felt like her conversation with Tom was really interesting because Tom was really upfront with her because you kind of feel like she was fishing for something. Yeah. But Tom was straight up was like, I cannot promise you anything right now. But I don't know, know that it won't go uh, unappreciated down the road. And she still helped. Yeah. I felt like she was able to kind of parse the meaning of that, even though I felt like there were yeah, no, no guarantees. No one really like came out and said it. Yes. Like, you know, but it, it was definitely felt. Yeah. Benali says, I think Aaron and Emily are friendly right now, but the romantic angle is off the table at the moment. Aaron still feels kind of betrayed. I actually really like Emily's character now. Oh, I yes. feel like she's getting, like, her bearings. She's so much stronger. She I has, agree. like, such great intuition and foresight. I like that they're making her character, like, a bit stronger because I thought she was kind of timid before. She was. It's, yeah. again character development you guys oh, you got that, that one you got that one but she's honestly like a boss babe like she's doing it like she's really a boss like babe boss hashtag babe. boss babe <laughs> tell you Richie couldn't say the other word uh, the other person that, I re- <laughs> that we finally got to see a lot of too was uh, the former president because now yeah. the Secretary yeah. of State to see how he kind of folds in with everything and I, I liked having him in the mix with this he was are you, tr- are you trusting him more yeah I am yeah he's like grandpa he was so like. cool in that scene <laughs> where he was talking to um, who was he talking to uh, you, the guy from you Texas break? yeah what was his name do you have you don't have I can't remember his name the no. well anyways from Texas. the senator from Texas um, 
I loved that scene. I thought he, oh gosh, that was like politics. Oh my god, I loved that. I thought that was so cool. Yeah. I don't know how he's like. I'm he's by like, the way, I'm, I'm not, not really asking. asking. Yes, <laughs> that, was, that was good. That was great. Part of me is still just wary of him, and I don't know if that's just the way he was cast, specifically to be taller, bigger. You know, than Kirkman. I mean, that's definitely a mental thing. I don't know if anyone's ever you noticed that when they're standing next to each other, walking to each other. He's a big guy, so character-wise, I'm sure he was cast to overshadow Kirkman, and so that gives you that thought of figuratively and literally. Figuratively and literally, of is he trying to make a play? Is he trying to just continue be president himself and kind of guide the angles of Kirkman? But I was very impressed with him this episode. Thought he did well. Yeah, so far, I, I don't think that's what he's trying to do. They haven't really hinted at that at all. I mean, I think the reason why, like, the, the overshadowing thing was mainly for that uh, that episode that introduced him. Like, when Tom, when he was learning from, um, when Tom was learning from him, mm-hmm. and they were, like, literally having those, that conversation the whole episode of walking around or whatever. <laughs> we know how I feel about that. But um, I feel like it. that's... Loved it. I loved it. I feel like that's what that's why he initially was like the overshadowing character but I think at this point he kind of has a smaller role in a sense like yes he's still there but I don't think he's like a, a big issue he's not like trying to get in the way he's just trying to help with whatever Tom Kirkman like another voice needs. on the team yeah and the, it's good we need a team the official Rizk uses a term that I think you like says he's the OG the OG. Mm, look at that. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, I did like that the conversation with him and Tom because he says, uh, Tom, what's great about you is that America likes you uh, because you got here without owing anybody anything. But like that, that you're, the problem is that nobody owes you anything either. So mm-hmm. getting some people to sway over to get you 51 votes is going to be a challenge. The blessing of the curse. He was right. Yeah, that was definitely very profound. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that way you got to start. You got to flip at least five Republicans to get to that 51. So that it becomes full core press time, what, what so which do? turns into six. Yes, uh, but it's interesting to see like the, the difference, like with that uh, Dunlap, a buddy that he went to school with, he spent some time with, uh, having that conversation. Like, oh, who would have thought we'd have been here thirty years ago? we would be sitting here in the Oval Office. Uh, but he's saying, you know, I can't do this because uh, he's he, he's got to answer his constituency. He's got political coverage mm-hmm. he's got to have. And then it's interesting just to see once he gets that political coverage from Hook Stratton, he's like, all right, I'm in. I wanted to do it, but I just needed that political coverage. Like I, even, even if you want to do the right thing, you still need to cover your ass. Politics. I think this goes back to the authenticity that I appreciated of that conversation, which is raw and saying, hey, yeah, you know, we're still buddies, but you understand I can't do this. Yeah. And the other conversations that they're having and just the, the dialogue in general between people, I, the authenticity. Really nice. All about it. Agreed. I did think I I did think that one scene that when he, uh, Dunlap does call back and he's in the stairwell and he's like all right you know Tommy I'm on your side I'm gonna do it I'm gonna, you got my vote I was expecting something like because he's like in that you know that dark shadowy someone off. to come out <laughs> yeah, I don't know, very like, good <laughs> 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 he fell for our trap <laughs> uh, but it all uh, basically the whole thing at the end comes down to the big vote they think they've lost because uh, Tom thought he had somebody uh, the senator from Alaska. At least leaning his way. Well, she didn't. She said she didn't know. Yeah, at least he assured. Like, if you vote for, if you go with me, and you lose your uh, your seat, I guarantee you a spot in my administration. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'll think about it, and she ends up ultimately going with the no. She did think about it for the second he called her name twice. So <laughs> you know, yeah. I'll be like, mm, whatever seat he's promising me may get blown up. People knew that point. was coming, though, right? <laughs> I mean, everyone knew that was knew that was coming. Well, oh, oh, she was gonna say no. Yeah. 
No, she was going to say yeah. No, not sorry that uh, the I guess uh, the Tennessee uh, lady was going to say you yes. You thought she was going to say yes? That Vandenberg? I did not see that coming. Really? The lady I... from Ten- the senator from Tennessee? Oh, hands down I saw that coming. Yes. You guys, I did not see When did you see that coming? When the look that she gave that uh, I was I, I didn't think her. about that later. I was more focused on the senator from Alaska. No, and I, I, was... I thought that right when Alex stood up to yep. Bowman in the hallway and they had that long look and you could see the look on the senator's face and she was like, oh, like that's really nice. Good for you. Us women need to stand together. Yes, we're going to do this. This impression right Okay, <laughs> I did not get that from that look. Really? I will say that great acting, though, because obviously two people got it. You got it, too, or no? Not I didn't. Really. When I saw I mean, that look, no, yeah, so, sure. I was yeah, so was focused so on, on the it. fact that, oh, they're going to do something because of this. Like, all of them. I was focused on them as a whole. I was not paying attention so, to So when the senator from Tennessee said that, or senator from Alaska said that she was not said no, you thought the bill was done. No, I was like, they, there has to be something. I honestly thought, like, there has to be something. Mm. But I didn't see the woman from Tennessee. But I loved that moment. Guys, that was such a good moment. And then when they were eating pizza, I was like, I want pizza. Which is why I texted you guys. Oh, saying, that's why you texted us, you want pizza. <laughs> mm. I thought Got you were just it. being like... Hey, you that, always like, want pizza. Yeah, so. true, true. I had pizza today, actually, guys. Okay, stop it, Christine. But Vanderberg comes through. <laughs> yeah. What I wanted was the place that, that, that the uh, the former president brought in. Is that a real Washington, D.C. pizza place? What was the name of it? I can't, I can't remember it. I, uh. You could read the box? Yeah. Because I know, I, I mean, I lived in D.C. for a little oh. while. Guys, we're going to have to yeah. go back to the tape afterwards and see if that's a real Washington, D.C. place. Some yeah, good staples there. It yeah. looks so good. If it's real, let's take a field trip. All right, that's it. Done. Uh, yeah, a Over big to D.C. field trip. There you go. We'll uh, we'll do some live uh, live shots <laughs> from various different monuments. There you go. Uh, yeah, but the, when it gets to Vandenberg, they uh, Tom asks to speak to her in the Oval Office, and she comes in, and Alex is there too. And this is the first time that Tom is realizing what uh, what an influence that Alex had on this whole outcome. Is that uh, she had this conversation with Bowman that she saw, and you see uh, the look at Tom's face is like looking at That's Alex. That's my girl. Yeah, yeah. He's like, yes, all right. He played it well. He wasn't yeah. surprised. I was wondering how he would react, and he was like. Good for you. Did you want to like flip? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I expected like a uh, like yeah. Some, yeah. one of those looks, and he didn't play that card. Good. No, it was like you're gonna get so lucky tonight. And I like that nothing had to be said. <laughs> like it was all in his look and his um, leg touch. This is very natural, Renee. One, <laughs> <laughs> you know, leg touch, a good leg touch. So say <laughs> my say my arm is the leg. How was the touch? Good touch. Good touch. That's uh, that look, didn't look at all creepy. <laughs> Not at all. I'm gonna watch it back <laughs> and claw. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you're one of those little games at a restaurant trying to like extract that stuff. Guys, it's rude. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just straight up. It's rude. I don't want it. Uh, but we finally the, the big thing is that her husband. She took over the the chair when her husband died, and he was very much against gun control. And so everybody just assumed. Since they were married, she was going to fall in line the way he voted. In fact, yeah. Bowman felt that same way, too. So never asked her how she felt about it. And she says, you know what? I We agreed on a lot of things except for gun control. You know, I thought that was an interesting comparison to, like, when pe- when they were trying to get Alex to kind of mind what she says and kind of fall in line with, well, hold on. Let me rehash my thoughts. Like, people assume that she would think exactly how her husband thought, whereas with Alex, all right, forget it. 
I was going nowhere with that one. No, I, I, I liked where you were going there. Don't, don't, don't. You were no, saying I just, because like, Alex said that, that everyone was assuming that was what Tom Kirkman was thinking right. was about gun control. Mm-hmm. I totally yes. get what you're I was trying to get that point. Girl, I was wasn't getting there. It's late. I feel you. I, no <laughs> Sorry. But you get what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, totally. So, cool. I think it helps certainly in Tom and Alex's Same thing truth. is that they do have a lot of the same – they pretty much have the same viewpoints towards all those big issues. But it's one thing to be the first lady. You can't come across as seeming right. like you're speaking. Uh, Whereas for, she took the, the leap to actually say how she felt. Yeah. Because she could. And then there it influenced one lady who made all the difference. Woo! Life. What a great scene. Sorry. That yeah. was a, such a good moment. I wish I also was like with pizza. Like, ooh, good job, guys. So they, they I thought you were going to come through the doors after. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Uh, so they win 51 to 49, and uh, now they're going to be working in the house to try to revise the language The battle just this. begins, though. I mean, they made it seem like it was a big deal, which it was, but the battle, it's just beginning. Because the bill is not going to look the same at all. They literally just passed, uh, you know, a, a core skeleton. of something. Yeah, a skeleton. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see. I could see maybe why, because there's uh, a lot of meat on this, potentially, for this to carry out multiple episodes. And if Bowman is slated to be at least, in, as mm-hmm. we're saying, I think we're five episodes. We saw that last week, mm-hmm. so that's three more. You can see there's They're a lot of story that could be. But uh, I, I don't think it's going to be like an ongoing like next episode and the episode after that I think they're going to bring it back maybe a little bit next episode but have it be more heavy uh, plot wise like a few episodes from now because I think there's going to be other things that they're going to focus on for the storyline do you guys think that that storyline has anything to do with the conspirators at all because we're kind of no. seeing them parallel do you think that no. it could go that way at all no, no because I think they they're did taking that... a little break from that yeah because oh. honestly we could we could say that with any of the plots that they've had like for any of the episodes because they always have like their their political plot and then they have their conspiracy plot and they haven't at least as far as we know haven't been intertwined oh, that's very but true that's the future which I think we need to predict there you go wow great great segue like, Michael mm. great segue I was waiting for the lights to come on I was like what right? predictions Josh, Josh. <laughs> Josh. scenario and now you're after Buzz TV predictions there's the lights I'm gonna get this one started Cool. Uh, we'll have another two, Oreo while you do this. To reward no. yourself. You got to reward diet, yourself. Diet started last week. I limited myself to like four of those. That probably is more than the diet. I only saw you eat one, so. What diet yeah. includes How many carbs are in this? <laughs> a lot. None. A lot. I got Hawaii in six weeks. It's like celery. We're trying. 21 grams. Um, so two twofold. One is... And this is based off what Bowman said earlier, you know, when he was talking with Hookstratton, and Hookstratton says, you know, you're new here. And he says, everyone is new here, and there's a lot of people trying to kind of get their footing and push themselves ahead. And so I see that being a major storyline of there will be other people who will rise up to be major challengers and players trying to assert their authority and trying to uh, make themselves look superior. So one, I see that as a major storyline coming up uh, that we're going to have another person rise to power. I'm not exactly sure who it is yet. And two, getting back to the missile silo, they got to be get, they got to be watched. There's got to be something happening. There's a reason that they didn't show them getting out. It's not going to be as easy as reporting it and them coming and bringing in a whole team to remove all the bombs and then the conspiracy is done. No way. 
I agree with you on they're definitely not alone in there and they show and they didn't show them getting out for a reason. I also predict, and not just because of the promo, uh, that Tom is going to have a moment where he really stands up for himself and asserts himself in the situation because people are not listening. Tom Kirkman turns Jack Bauer next week <laughs> on Designated Survivor. Tune in. Seriously. I mean, <laughs> they, they couldn't have set it up any better. And those are all my predictions. So we got Oh, well, you got a really good prediction about Thank Coach you very Stratton. Much. I actually think she's going to get edged out a bit more since everyone's trying to climb up there. Um, I think her connection to Aaron and subsequently the White House is like her really only her her path to staying relevant. Like she probably should take that VP spot because clearly Bowman's coming for her and everyone else. That's right. He does bring up a good point because he does call her the old guard. And yeah. for the most part, I mean, I mean, she's the only one really of the remaining senators. So it's like you got a whole new class of people that, for maybe they they've always had aspirations, but all these other senators that are already in place had such a stranglehold on all those seats. Now that they're all gone, all you're seeing all these people that ever even had a thought of maybe like this is my moment to get some, to, you know, to make it far on government. I'm going to go for it. So you can see a lot of hungry people trying to make a run for Hook Stratton. Uh, you know, I'm going to just say Hook Stratton and Aaron. They start hooking up. I got Hook and Aaron. That's just. That's just whatever. I don't have anything else. Someone did say earlier that uh, uh, Emily was going to walk in on Hook Stratton and Aaron. That is the weirdest. Ew. That's weird, though. No, guys. Please, no. I well, who said it. Sorry. Weird. They're dating in real life. <laughs> Tanya just <laughs> tweeted me. She's, like, so excited that Rob Morrow is going to be back next week. That's true. Uh, yeah, Rob, yeah, there you go. Abe. Oh, Abe yeah. Lillard's What's going to happen with that? Yeah, he's, he's sniffing down. He's still sniffing sure down. That, that, yeah, the whole big conspiracy stuff. So uh, trying to figure out, like, why the, the VP uh, was able to order the hit. On the uh, on that would be assassin, so he's following that story. He's got a nose for news. Uh, so I guess yeah, you know, we'll see some further leanings towards that. I don't know. What do you think the odds are that Rob Morrow survives? That he's maybe taken out by somebody? Pretty high. Yeah, we'll see. It's being used to you know further the plot line. All right. As we wrap it up, one last thing about the conspiracy. Odds are that we're going to see it come to a conclusion this season. Does it the, the conclusion? Some, no. Some sort of conclusion with one part of it, yes. We're going to know game. more, but obviously they always end the season on a tease, not a conclusion. That's why, because it's a bigger. It's bigger than they think. Bigger. If we whisper, it gets bigger. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> it's like ASMR. All right, well, as we get ready to wrap up, let's all encourage Michael Klaus to have one more of these cookies. I, po- I posted a motivational photo on my Instagram that I keep I looking at, and I need to st- I need to get back to that shape. Man, get out of you are in that shape. Stop no. it. Stop it. Nope. Lift up that shirt right now. Let you nope. see the deal. Let you see the deal. Because I don't buy it. I think you are. People, absolutely people want to see the shape. picture. You can go to my Instagram at the only MC. Follow me at the only MC. But, oh, there you go. No. That's a, it's a great photo. I need I, to I need to get back to that shape. There you wow. go. How long ago was fit that? Fam. Get, get back on it. That was uh, coming up on two years when I went to Myrtle wow. Beach. It's weird because wow. it's not Thursday, so I would think like like throwback Thursdays would be posted on. It was from last Friday. It wasn't that it posted today. It was Flashback Friday. Oh, Flashback Friday. No, all right. It's getting really good here. Today. <laughs> there you go. You know, all that chemistry that like, we had, it's we're gone. We're just watching the sidelines over here. Like, what? All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do, <laughs> do it for this designated Survivor After Show. But as always, you can like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and thanks everybody for hopping in the chat. If you're watching this even after the show's aired, feel free to comment down below. Michael Klaus would like to read those uh, at night while he's eating a couple Oreos, peruse those comments. Yeah, he, that's what he enjoys doing most of all. 
It'll be fun to continue the conversation with us even after the show's over. Renee, where can they find you and get that great recipe for those vegan cookies? Um, you guys can find that great recipe on the back of the cookie dough container in the trash. at Whole Foods. <laughs> Shut up. You guys can follow me at Renee Ariel on Instagram and Twitter, and make sure you check out my blog, sextingandthecities.com. And please, guys, please go like Michael's picture from Flashback Friday. He needs more likes. Go do it. You know, we all need more likes, don't we? Again, you sure can follow know. me on Instagram, on Twitter, at the only MC. Talk about this episode. Talk about there's a lot of things we always talk about. Join me. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I can't follow that. Follow no. me on Instagram and Twitter, though. At Christine Bean. Um, can we pick a new flavor for next week? Because I'm just out. So let me know. Oh, yes. Yes, no worries. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HappyGoJackie. I won't be here next week. Uh, Michael Klaus is going to be more than, uh, more than capably filling this seat, uh, basically showing you how a real man does it. I'm just pretending. Oh, stop That's it. it. So, uh, but yeah, follow me there on uh, at Happy Go Jackie, and we'll see. I'll, well, these three will see you next week. I'll see you in two weeks right here on the Destination Survivor After Show, right here on AfterBuzz TV. Bye, everybody. Adios. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.